I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not, not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. This week on the show, we're talking about grief and uh, more explicitly grief and uh, giving God our grief and receiving God's joy. Uh, we're in currently in Advent and uh, we've been using some scripture uh, about the birth of Christ. Yep. And the scripture we're using uh, with dealing with grief uh, is from Matthew. So I want to read Matthew 2, 16 to 18. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem in the vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. So that is our Old Testament um, scripture from the book of Jeremiah that was repeated uh, in the book of Matthew, and that's a little context to some grieving um, that was referenced at the time of, uh, around the time of Jesus's birth and uh, also um, foretold by the prophet Jeremiah. So that's a little little scripture we're going to use today, and I also want to use a lot of uh, John 16, but we'll we'll get into that as well. So Keith, tell me. Yeah. Uh, what are you currently grieving, or what's something you have grieved? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I cut was... you off there. Oh. I think we should talk about grieving isn't just... Well, that's what I was... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to get into. Okay, we'll see. Is, uh, I think that um, for me, I'm still, I'm still relatively young, so I haven't... I haven't really lost a lot of people yet, you know, in my in my life. Um, and so n- normally you think grief, you think losing someone that, you know, you cared about or you loved. Um, but I think you can grieve in different – for any kind of loss within your life, right? So maybe um, – you know, maybe you're 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 not married. You have a girlfriend that you loved, and you break up, right? You can grieve kind of a little bit that loss. If you had a job that you really liked, and and you know the the company downsized or whatever, and you lost your job, um, then you can grieve that loss as well. So I think grief is kind of a little bit a little bit more complicated than just this person was in my life. Now they're not. Now I'm grieving, right? So. Um, you know, I would say when uh, I had a I had a job for a long time um, before this one, and they the company would go through restructures like all the time, right? Um, about every year they'd restructure and, and and roles would shift. And I think I think all said and done, I think I lost my I think I lost my job like eleven times. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like eleven restructures where I lost that role, like no longer existed, and I had to apply for another role, or maybe sometimes it transitioned into a different role, and then you just like got that other role. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember, I remember there was uh, several roles within the company that I loved, that I really connected with, I really loved, uh, and then when they restructured it. Um, they gave me a job that I didn't love, 
And so there was there was definitely um, there was definitely some grief there. I remember uh, the one role in particular. Um, you know, I, I I'd gotten this other role and and I was just okay at it. You know, I wasn't like great. And uh, one of my mentors um, kind of came to me one day. This is about six months into it, and he's like, "Dude, what's what's wrong?" And I'm like, "Wow, well, you know this this job's just I don't know. It's not like my other job." Blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Dude, you got to get over it. That that job's not coming back, right?" Um, and the only way that you're going to get out of this role is to perform in it, and you know, move on. Like nobody's going to promote somebody that's just average at their job. Um, and it kind of it kind of hit me for for. I was approaching the role that I was in, um, still in that grief mode, wanting it to be this role that mm-hmm. I had and trying to make it that role that I had, but it's not, right? And so um, I had to kind of process that and get that out of my system to then be able to to move yeah. on. So you said something interesting that you – because of your relative youthfulness, I think is how you youthful. Refer- I am you refer- so youthful. You referred to yourself um, – uh, and if you're listening to this, you you may not know, but if you go and watch the video, you may realize <laughs> that um, neither of us are, are that youthful. Uh, but uh, youthful interior. That's right. Uh, so so anyway, interesting. You pointed out that you know grieving grieving loss of generally grieving human life. You know, and the the natural process is um, is is loss of life late in life Mm -hmm. and um that's the majority of deaths and that's the majority of where you would expect to experience that grieving process and i think we um the the tragedy of it not being um that way we're all aware of but how you transitioned into grieving things that weren't human life Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we do a lot of grieving um, when we're younger. We actually get pretty good at it. The younger you are, uh, because you experience so much loss of importance and structure and um, at those those young ages, like, um, you know, uh, I traded in my... um, traded in a pickup I'd had for 10 years. Well, it was the entire <laughs> life of my oldest child, right? Yeah. I yeah. got the truck, so uh-huh. it had a back seat that I could put the baby carrier in. Yeah. Like, he never knew another mm-hmm. vehicle. And, you know, like, I, it wasn't it wasn't weeping and mourning, but, like, there was some, there was some sadness at the yeah. loss of transitioning from the comfort and known, you know, even to something that was better and more usable and functional, it was different. It was this transition, it was mm-hmm. this transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go through the, you go through different stages of like, before you actually accept the new transition. Yeah. Uh, so I think even when, when we're the young, especially with shorter, shorter pool of experiences, losses magnified Compared to the other experiences, right? Yeah, and I think so. I think you're, I think you're onto something interesting that popped in my in my brain. Um, I remember a, a couple of years back. Now it might have been, it might have been one year, or it might have been two years ago. Um, but Penny came home, my oldest, and she was like super sad. 
and you know, I was like, "Hey, what's what's going on?" And her her best friend decided that she wanted to have another best friend. Oh man. Right. Like not not hey, you're not my best friend anymore, Penny, but just like this other person's also my best friend, right? And um and so she's like, you know, she's 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 weeping, right? And she's like this other girl which I won't name, but is no longer my best friend, you know? And you know, I just like I just stop and give her a big hug and like consider consider my next words wisely. Yeah. Right? Because I think I think sometimes in a in that parenting moment, it's easy to be like, Well, you're gonna lose a lot of friends in life, Penny, get over it, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure I said that at some point of her grieving process over like a week. Um, but you know, I and I I I, I tried to be as gentle as I could. Um, but I was like, well, you know, like that, that's, that's going to happen. And, you know, and then I was like, what really happened? You know, cause they go to the extreme and she told me, she, I, don't know, I was like, Hey, you can have more than one best friend. You know, like that's, that's fine. Well, everybody at school says you can only have one best friend. I'm like, well, who, what do they know? You know, they're a bunch of kids too, you know, anyway. So, I, but I, I was, I was, I was interested by by that because I think in this, in this conversation, I think what happens is when you're, when you're young, you experience that loss and that grief, right? And you get good at pushing it down and kind of getting over it, but you're not really over it. Right. And and so I think that's, that's like um, a little critical. If your listeners didn't hear Keith's air quotes, air quote, Um, they were, um, but no, I mean, think about, um, think about, uh, oh shoot. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it the other, anyway, I, I think, I think we get, um, I think we get really good at, you know, um, and maybe, maybe this is a guy's perspective, right? Cause we're kind of, we're kind of always taught to be tough and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, I think now that I, I mean, now that I think about it, you know, my immediate reaction was I really haven't grieved a loss of anybody, but I don't think that's true, right? I just don't think that you're I in my mind I'm looking for that extreme emotion, right? Mm. That extreme case of like, oh, like I can't get out of bed for two weeks because I've, you know, I've I've lost XYZ or whatever. Um, but I think you can I think you can still grieve and be in that process and just be in a funk. Right, like it doesn't oh, yeah. have to be the extreme. It can just be really mild. <laughs> yeah. Too. So, are you familiar with the uh, the five stages of grief? Uh, book came out in like the sixties, and yes, it, but don't ask me to quote them. No, that's good. I I, <laughs> I wrote them down. Uh, There's but, definitely like anger in there yes, at one point. Yeah, anger's number two. So you have den- two. denial, anger, denial, anger, bargaining, bar. Yeah, yeah, bargaining, depression, uh, depression, and then acceptance and acceptance. Yeah, and I think. Um, I don't think I go through acceptance very easy. I think I I think I stick in bargaining for a long time. For a long time. Well, what if I did this? What if I did this? Then this, right? Mm. You know what I mean? I I I I know. I know, and I I stick in. I probably stick in anger and bargaining the most. What about you? Um. Denial. No. Um. 
If we were in Egypt, you'd be in the denial too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think definitely um, that brain. I think your wheels can spin in the bargaining stage. Yeah, a long time, mm-hmm. and that's not and that's not to say like oh bargaining with God like oh God fix this oh, and no, sure, I'll yeah. do this or I'll do, it's it's the wheel spinning in the well. You can you almost transition from. Is there something I could still do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was. What can you I know, still yeah. do? And then once it's the whole thing's just gone for good, you still go into well, I could have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I would have done, mm-hmm. I um, stick. I stick there. Like I, I still like. I still replay like, and I know this. This isn't necessarily grief, but it's it's very connected to grief. But I I, I replay conversations in my head mm-hmm. from years ago, right? Like, oh, I should have said this. What if I had said this? That would have been better, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, and I think I think I think that bargaining stage especially um, works well with some of the some of the loss of like a girlfriend or or something like that, right? Where you're still like that person's still around and you're like, can I fix this somehow, right? Um, so yeah, you can, I definitely can see people like sticking there. Well, I think the important part with, um, I want to get into some, get into a little bit of scripture here and then we can dive back into some of these grief stages because um, in scripture, uh, we're talking about, we're talking about this, um, this mourning uh, and grieving that happened whenever there's just a whole generation of young men were wiped out boys, you know, wiped out from Herod's vengeance on, from his, from his fear. Fear, yeah. That, that he was going to be dethroned and replaced. Mm-hmm. And um, the absurdity of it is in what, like 30 years also, right? Like this is a baby. But he's wanting to wipe them all out and um, creates this horrible mourning across across the land where um, it's it's just despair. You want to give a little backstory to the? I mean, I know we read the scripture, but yeah. So, so a little backstory is, is you have the the magi, the wise men foretold the Israel's king. Um, in the stars, they've read it in the stars that a new king will be born to Israel. They followed the star to Bethlehem. Uh, they've stopped in, were greeted with King Herod on the mm-hmm. way. King Herod's like, awesome, come back and let me know, right, like where this dude is. So I can yeah. air quote, worship him too, yeah, right? Yeah, because right. you're telling me my replacement's coming mm-hmm. and is going to dethrone me. I'm going to make that happen, right? <laughs> and... Um, so then they have an epiphany. Well, and, they read the tea leaves really quickly. Yeah, and they uh, head home by another way. Mm-hmm. And then he gets furious, uh, apparently two years later, right? <laughs> You've been waiting on him to come back. Yeah, like, He's like, any day the, any, any, These any guys day, are yeah. coming back any, any day. day. I know there's uh, quite a journey, but, you know, they, <laughs> probably about like 18. They probably got a f- flat... Camel. <laughs> Blew a hump. Uh, like, man, they should have been here by now. They should have been here like eight months ago. Um, but they didn't. But they didn't. And so then he got furious. Mm-hmm. Even more mad. Um, 
And that's where we are. That's where we picked it up in the scripture so, yeah, so now. He, so he's taken out this fury of his anger, which was created by his fear right. of loss of power. Right. And and so he decides at that point to not just find this one child, child and kill him, but like the past two years, kill all two and under yeah. children just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Right. Which is just insane. If you... Like yeah. think about it. I mean, no, it's, it's like you don't like even have five to think about it. It's of grief. Like one of them should be insanity. Yeah, um, and it was just like insane to kill all these children because he's afraid, you know, of of losing his his throne. So those are real experiences of real people in real hip history, written down in and recorded mm-hmm. of real experiences of massive grief, and the, and um, you know. These people, this was at a time where, you know, grief was probably pretty rampant to begin with, but also like life moved on at a, it, whenever loss was so prevalent, um, they would be probably experiencing the stages of grief at a regular pace. Mm. Um, so I want to get into John, uh, because John records some words of Jesus and Jesus is helping us process our grief. Um and and processing it um, with him in mind, and not just this world, but um, beyond. So let's see. Uh, so John sixteen, uh, he like reads the talking with the disciples. He reads their minds. He um, says, "In a little while, you'll see me no more, and then after a little while, you'll see me again." Right? Yeah. And so this kind of blows their minds because. They were like talking about it, and he just walks up, and it's not like, "Hey, fellas, what you talking about?" Yeah, hey, what, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? Like, so you guys are troubled with the uh, you'll see now you see me now you don't thing. Yeah, you yeah. guys are bothered by that. I can tell. Oh. Uh, very truly, I tell you, just says you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. He's saying, um, the world, the the Roman Empire, they're in. They, they were going to crucify Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be like, "All right, put an end. We've put an end to this." Squash that, dust their hands off. Um, got that guy out of the, got that guy out of here. Uh, so the world's gonna, um, the ones shouting crucify him mm. are gonna be rejoicing. Um, and then Jesus says, so that's what he's saying. So you're gonna you're gonna weep and mourn while the world rejoices. Your grief, you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. So those are the words of Jesus to his disciples who are going to experience this grief, this loss, this separation with him. But he tells them to that there will be joy. Yeah. You are going There's to grieve. There's light at the it's end not, of the tunnel. It's not, that, it's not that faith in Christ. It's not that hope in Christ. It's not that um, a relationship with Christ is going to prevent you from grieving. Actually... You're gonna grieve. You're gonna go through that. Mm. You're. It's not. It's not. Uh, Lord, detour me around the valley of the shadow of death. It's walk with me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on and he does this uh, childbirth comparison, which a couple fellows talking on a podcast um, really don't have the context <laughs> to to go through. But it seemed a, pretty easy to me. <laughs> standing there. Not, not holding the hand. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because her joy, 
because of her joy that the child is born into the world. I'm not saying that's everyone's experience. That's that's, that's definitely not. But Jesus is saying that's a <laughs> that's a common enough experience to reference the yeah. the, the mother's joy um, coming through the on the other side, yeah. coming through to the other side of the pain. So he says, "So it is with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy." So really, those are the big scriptures for me this week. Well, that's let's 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 stop there for a second because yeah. uh, I thought that was in, I thought that was interesting because it's it's no one can take away your joy, right? Um, but you, he like he's going to take away that grief and give you joy, and then no one can take that joy away, right? I mean, it's very interesting. Um, I think I think the optimist crowd. Would uh, would would like that statement because it's like um, nobody can take away your joy and your happiness, right? Like uh, if you're if you're happy about something or you you're you're joyful, that's that's you. Nobody can only you can let somebody take that from you, right? Yeah. I I I, I thought that was a, an interesting an interesting point because I think that t- too often. You know, we're we're happy, we're in a good mood, and then somebody brings us down. No, no, no. You you're happy, you're in a good mood. Like no one can take that from you. So anyway. Yeah, so Jesus or you know, they wrap that out um in John sixteen, verse thirty three. I have told you these things so that in in me you may have peace. Spoiler alert, I think Spoiler. we have peace coming up next da, 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 da. You may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Yep. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Mm. And that's our that's our heavy scripture for today because that's what we're that's what we're working towards with grief and our different levels and stages of grief and work moving through grief. Can I point out something um, slightly humorous? That I, I find slightly humorous, maybe maybe not humorous, but I like how we're t- we're it's Christmas, okay, birth of Christ, yep, <laughs> like and we're 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 also referencing a scripture from like before he gets crucified. crucified. It's true. <laughs> it's just it's humorous to me, right? It's like full circle. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Thought that was I thought I thought that was I thought it was interesting. Well, it's the reason for the <laughs> it's a season. Reason for Keith. the season, baby. It's the reason for the season. No, it's um, it's it's like uh, it's like uh, Spencer, one of um, one of uh, our older pastors, um, would say like the you know the birth the birth doesn't mean anything without the resurrection, right? And so the resurrection of Jesus makes him who he is and therefore you know therefore we can celebrate the birth right but if the resurrection never happened why would we celebrate his birth right so anyway that's kind of what i was doing but you're the one <laughs> you're the one coming in here wanting me to not talk about resurrection during I know, advent i know i'm sorry my bad my bad my bad let's talk about grief in the hey let's in the five stages 
Well, let's the um, Kubler Ross model. Well, those are the five stages of grief. Grief that we all go we all go through. Um, but I found some other I found some other uh, stuff material I wanted to bring to the table um, about just ways to process the way ways a Christian can process their grief as they're going through those different stages, mm-hmm. and some things we can focus on because uh, I believe the promise. Uh, this is where I was headed with the John scripture. The promises. Um, the promise of joy and um, and connectivity with Christ and the Holy Spirit is of of Jesus in John um, can can make grieving uh, going through the grieving process. Jesus gives us hope that uh, for a non Christian, the grieving process may lack lack that hope of healing. You know, we grieve we grieve loss, which loss is a wound. Um, so in some way, shape, or form, we grieve a we grieve a wound, and a wound will will heal. Uh, depending on how quick it heals and how well it heals is how properly we manage it. Yeah, you treat it. Um, so from the cr- Christian perspective, if we're grieving something, uh, we first gotta gotta give God. Um, give God our grief, and we have to we have to give ourselves grace. We have to we have to accept the process we're going through, and know that we will that it will get it will get better. It may get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. Yeah, and I, this is maybe where I struggle a little bit with people uh, whose attitude is, you know, when not when they are, but when someone else is grieving or whatever to, you know, oh, just get over it, right? Like, or or the opposite, which is, oh, it'll get better one day. Don't worry, one day you'll you'll feel just fine about this, right? Like, no, you're 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 not. Like, I would say, I would say for me. The grieving process doesn't end. You just get to a point where you it's not affecting you deeply anymore, right? Like you, to your kind of point as a wound, right? Um, yeah, you can you, still you, have the you, scars. You can and still the, have the scars. And the scars can point. The scars can point to the stories. Yeah, and the stories are the memories of right. the relationships and exactly. of the past, and that's where you can find some joy. Right. Exactly. After after the walk. Ask anybody that's ever had a hip replacement if it's going to rain soon. You know like that it's still that 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 wound hurts still at times, but you 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 can get to a point in your life where it's not it's not affecting you you're 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 not over the grief, but it's not affecting you, right? And so I think that that's I think that's at least my perspective with it is that um, for somebody to, for somebody to say that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get over it one day, um, and you'll be happy again. That's all, that's all, you know, bunk yeah. in, my, in my mind. Right. And I think that's the, that's the perspective that you have to, you have to, you have to approach it when you are grieving is to understand that you're, you're never going to get over this 
but you can you can give yourself some grace, right? To your point. To, to accept that it's real, accept that you're going through accept a process. Accept that you're going to go through it. And then do the work. And do the work to, to get to a point where it's not affecting you. Because... Which because is the acceptance I think, I think the encouragement, the, the encouragement, um, the take heart, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus' words, take heart, right? Have strength in. We don't need to have strength for complacency. You need right. to have strength for forward motion. Yeah. So Jesus is saying, take heart, move forward, keep moving, yeah. Keep don't don't just um be sedentary in your grief. It's a process to move through. Right. Like and he, keep, keep he didn't moving. say you, you guys shouldn't grieve for me you know when when this whole thing's over with you shouldn't cry because you should have joy instead. He didn't say that. He said yeah. you're going to You're going to grieve. So but it's a process. So but go a, through it. It's go through it. Give yourself grace right. for the process you're going through. Yeah. Go through it. Do the work to go through it and then and then make sure um you're taking Jesus with you on the journey. Mm-hmm. You're you're putting in the intentional time um, to bring him along on on the emotions and the experiences. Um, don't shut him out. I think uh, a lot of times when the world's troubles really build up, we 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 don't make time. To, to bring God into our troubles, we we don't think we have time for that. Oh, there's just too much, too much. This is too overwhelming. Do you think it's a time? Do you think it's a time thing, or do you think it's more like a more like a a Job or a Why have you forsaken me? Uh, haven't I been faithful? Moment, right? Like, like because I or wobbly faith altogether. Wobbly just... faith all altogether, right? Like where where. You know, you you're either in that b- bargaining stage where you're like, you know, haven't I been faithful to you? Why did you do this to me? Or, um, you know, and, and and I think we've experienced people that we've known. I mean, I have, who have you know outwardly and probably inwardly believed in God, and then circumstances hit their life in such a way that they just basically gave up on that faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and but but Jesus tells you this 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 you will have troubles in this world. You will you will go through pain and grief and loss, right? Um, so I, I just I find so that, here's my I find hot that take. Here's my closing take. We're gonna wrap this up because Jesus says there will be troubles. Take heart. There will be troubles in this world. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. So um, if I have some, if I want a corner man, if I'm putting somebody. Uh, in the corner with me in the ring to have my back to walk with me through the fight and the trouble that I'm going through. Don't you want it to be the one person who's came out to fight? Yeah. On the other side. Yeah. That's my hot take. Yeah. Like if you're if you're gonna, if you need to go in a boxing match, wouldn't you want George Foreman on your corner? No, I want Jesus. I just said no. that, Keith. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to relate it. I'm trying to make a. Re- I don't need. To make I a... don't need fresh inside grilled chicken. <laughs> I need Jesus. <laughs> I need me some Jesus. Well, hope you made it to the end because that was the best part. <laughs> I'm Mitch. This is Keith. And you've listened to Layman's Term Show. Hey, tune in next week. There'll be a very special surprise 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be a special surprise. And if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, you might want to next week check us out on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe we'll have matching outfits again. Again. <laughs> Completely <laughs> circumstantial. 